Hello and welcome to Pot Lucky, a weed sommelier podcast. My name is Liz and I am your host in weed sommelier. I review strains, recommend things to munch on, and talk to guests about their history with weed. I've been a consumer for eight years and I am located in southern Maine where it is legal medically and recreationally. I am joined today by Locia, the creative director of Canneration. Welcome. Hey everybody, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so do you have any weedy credentials you'd like to share? Um, how long have you been a weed consumer? Um, I've been a weed consumer um, for probably, what is that, over 15 years. I started in my my mid-teens. I wasn't very um, committed to uh, being a stoner at that point. I actually really could probably committed in my early adulthood life uh, after college when things started getting real. Um, and, oh, that's really, and, that's relatable for, yeah, adulting, adulting definitely, uh, mm-hmm. got the best of me. Um, but you know, I really kind of gotten a little bit more serious as, you know, legalization came through and, um, became kind of like a figure for the homegrown community and the Washington DC, um, market. And I just became an advocate, uh, ever since then, since I had such a great passion for growing and consuming. Have you grown before? Um, not before it became legal. No, I was uh, okay. I, I got gotcha. them or anything. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, are you interested in learning about this week's strain? Oh yes. What are you? What do you have? Okay, so this week I will be smoking or vaping, depending on how the smoke break works out. Blue cookies. I received this as a specimen to examine at a, an independent diamond brokers event, which. You guys, you, oh, to, for a little context, Locia is in Washington, D.C., and I'm in Maine. Um, so there are, there are weed events that I go to, uh, just conventions for people in the community. Um, I got this from the Northeast Growing Company, or Wicked Good Fire. Um, I'm not quite sure which is the company name. Um, but they handed me this little baggie at the convention, um, and I, I'm going to review it for them as a thank you. So uh, we'll hear about that more after the smoke break. Moving on, let's talk about the munchie moment for the week. What do you like to snack on when you have the munchies? I am a big chocolate geek, so anything chocolate would do, but my personal favorite is a king-size Snickers bar. Mm. I, I personally enjoy a Snickers, but I also, man, if you really think about it, like the top couple candy bars are really just adding an ingredient. Like Three Musketeers, okay. that's, that's nougat and chocolate. <laughs> and then... Right. Yeah, so I think I think what is it? Uh, is it a Snickers that uh, it's like caramel and uh, uh, nougat and chocolate, and then they throw peanuts in there? Like I yep. think I think the next big candy bar is gonna throw something in there that'll just blow us out of the water. Yeah, you know I love Snickers, but I'm not a fan of the latest, the brownie ones. Like I'm a big brownie person, and I just don't feel like the texture really mm-hmm. gives brownie. So it's like, you know, stick to the candy and leave, let's leave the pastries, you know, separately. I, I, I've actually never tried one of the brownie ones, but now I'm really curious as to what the texture is like and why, why it's so distasteful for you. Um, do you have yeah, any- it just doesn't give brownie. It's, you know, brownie has this certain like uh, 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 fudgy, it's like fudgy, mm-hmm. but it's not like too um thick or it's not too fluffy like a cake and it doesn't give brownie vibes at all it just gives Mm. like fudge more just straight fudge less brownie a brownie imposter if you will yeah absolutely and and I'm just not and not a big fan of it so I just if anybody's from the Snickers company listening just shelve it leave it alone (laughs) 
oh man, I hope my reach extends to some executive at the Snickers company one day. Uh, do you like pairing stuff with chocolate? Like, how do you feel about, all right, you know what? I'm going to name off some flavors that go with chocolate and you just instinctively tell me how you feel about them. Okay. All right. So raspberry. No, I don't. I'm not, I don't like the fruit and chocolate. That's never been my thing of mine. Okay, the next one I was gonna say was actually orange, um, but how about mint, mint and chocolate? Oh, no, no, keep them separate. <laughs> I either want my breath fresh or my my craving satisfied. I don't want both. Yeah, so we shouldn't, shouldn't try to, to, oh my gosh. Yeah, that seems like a, a big hurley, can't, can't do both. Um, no. All right, my last one, uh, chilies and chocolate. Who? Chilies, like spicy chocolate. Oh no, that's like chocolate wine. And like, leave it all alone. Stop doing that to chocolate. Like, just, so you're just a, a pure chocolate enthusiast, no additives? Sure, no additives at all. I love like the more raw the chocolate is, like the better. Like, don't add anything. Only other thing I would absolutely enjoy with chocolate is caramel. Like, that's the only thing I want mm. you to like mix my chocolate with if I had to have anything else with it. Otherwise, I just want it straight, straightforward. Yeah, how do and you all pronounce? Give me all of it. White chocolate, dark chocolate, milk chocolate. Give me all of it, but just don't add anything else. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm I'm of the opinion that chocolate should be able to mix with whatever it wants to, um, <laughs> unless it's absolutely <laughs> disgusting, like dog food or something. But uh, oh. chocolate and dog food should never mix in the first place. No. Um, so how do you I pronounce that it. word again? Um, uh, I'm not going to say it first because I don't want to influence your pronunciation. Um, but we're, we're in two different, you know, areas of the, the, the U.S. So how do you say that word, the thing you enjoy that goes with uh, chocolate? Caramel. Caramel. So up here, we call it caramel. Caramel. I've caramel. heard that. And I was like, it's caramel. <laughs> yeah, regional differences. Yeah, I, I would do the caramel if, if I'm like smacking and it's like stuck to the top of my mouth and I can't mm-hmm. fully enunciate the word. But I feel like I we caramel i dig it i dig it so this week's recommended munch um i'm gonna say mm, i don't know if i've said this before but there's we have a restaurant down the street it's called los olas they give you a shit ton of food for 15 dollars. like you walk out of there and it's like holding a baby or a small dog like three or four pounds worth of food um and like you can get a quesadilla you can get a salad there and they'll just throw like all the same ingredients on there but you get more of one than the other so if you're feeling like a salad or a burrito or a quesadilla, you can get like hot cheese and toasty chips and uh, some some meaty beans. They also have like vegan chorizo or soy chorizo. I'm not sure if it's vegan. It might just be vegetarian. Um, they have a they have a lot of varieties. They have some excellent sauces. That is my recommended bunch for this week is Las Olas. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I think I love a quesadilla. I, I too enjoy a quesadilla. Um, I went to school with people that would specifically re- like uh, request a cheese quesadilla. And I'm thinking like, what do you think quesadilla means? Like queso is literally <laughs> in the name there. There has to be cheese in there. Right. Yeah. All righty. All right, Lucia, do you know what time it is? No, what time is it? Are you ready to do some weed? Yes, I All haven't right. waked up yet, so I'm I'm definitely down for this. All right, let's do it. We are back. 
uh, Locia has a weed word that they would like to share with us. If you or a friend have a word that you think deserves airtime, leave us a message on Anchor. Make sure to include your name, a definition, and its use in a sentence. I guarantee you, if you do this, it will be on the show pending absolute foulness. All right, take it away. Uh, my weed word is legacy market. Uh, legacy market can be used to describe what some what everybody knows as uh, the black market. Um, as we all know, if it wasn't for the legacy market, the current market would not really be what it is. So shout out to everybody who has been part of that legacy market and transitioning into our current legal market. All right, so how would you use that in a sentence? Um, let's see, I would say, uh yeah i guess i say with without the legacy market there would be no place for a legal cannabis industry i think that's something that's important to acknowledge and hopefully sometime soon i'll be focusing on an episode on the people that are still in prison um while yeah. we do what we do um but that's that's not the topic of this episode i'm going to save it so i make sure i get it right for the next episode so um let's move on how are we feeling lucia um, I'm feeling I'm feeling really good. I'm trying to get grabbing these first couple of hits of the day uh, to try to help me get some focus and clarity to start my week off right. How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling pretty okay. I guess this is technically also a wake and bake for me because I haven't really like gone downstairs and done breakfast and and what mm-hmm. what have you. Um, I like to schedule my interviews early so that way I have the rest of the day to uh, do whatever it is I need to do with them to make them listenable. Um, but yeah, I've, I've recently started microdosing in the morning so that I'm hungry. Um, I've, I've been dealing with such a lack of an appetite for the past couple months and weed has really helped me like eat in general and survive and whatnot. So I'm feeling pretty grateful that I have like a, like I'm, I'm getting the munchies. I can just feel them coming on. And I know after this, I'll go downstairs and find something that'll, you know, fill my stomach. Yay. Perhaps it will be loss or loss. <laughs> oh, that a quesadilla. Oh, it might be nachos yeah. this time. My my partner went yeah. and picked it up, so uh, we'll see about that. Uh, maybe maybe he'll surprise me, but uh, who knows? You know, honestly, anything from Los Olas is worth eating. Unlike some places I've been to, I definitely got to check that place out. We I was actually um, in Baltimore the other day. Um, I forgot the name of the place, but we definitely checked out a a, a text of this wonderful Tex-Mex spot that also had authentic. Mexican tacos there that I love. I love, love, love a corn tortilla with some um, radish on there and any yeah. type of protein. It was, it was amazing. I have some microgreens growing in my sunroom right now, and I think I might, I might doctor up Lasso Loss and put some radish greens on there because that sounds. Ooh, you said radish, and I'm just thinking like, mm, I actually, I, I'm learning to enjoy that flavor and embrace that flavor now. So I'm. And now I have access to it. So who knows? I might might have radishes after this. We'll see. Yeah, go for it. I'm not I'm not a big radish fan, but if I'm having something like that, that it's a must. If it's not there, I'm like, what are we doing? Ooh, why do we have this? That's how I feel about pickled onions, honestly. Oh. Yes. All right. Um, so moving on, uh, I'm gonna talk about the weed I smoked. Before I do that, would you like to talk about the weed you smoked? 
Um, you know, I wish I could say much about this weed, but I, I, I only that it's legacy market weed. Um, it's a, it, the name that they're they're labeling it with is a tropical uh, blend. Um, I think that's one of the things about the legacy markets. You don't really necessarily know what you're getting, but I, I love the flavor of this and I love the, the high that I get. It's definitely ignites my, my, um, my appetite and get, and gets me craving some snicker bars. Ooh, I don't have a snicker bar this early. I mean, it's okay. It's one thirty. I shouldn't say this right. early in the morning, but like, oh my gosh, this early in the day as an adult candy is like a dessert for me. Like I think, I think a nice root beer after dinner is the perfect dessert. Mm. Yeah. Alrighty. So let's talk about the weed I smoked. Uh, checking out this bud, I will say it is a couple months older. I want to say I maybe got it in the beginning of August or September. Um, so popping it open, it did have kind of a stale Halloween candy smell. Um, and other than that, it was very mild. So I knew I was going to have to grind this bad boy open to get any um, meaningful flavors or, or smoke it, actually. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second. Um, the, the bud was slightly squished. And I spent a good couple couple seconds trying to describe the, uh, the, like the shape of this bud. It's almost like an elongated pyramid. So it's got like one, two, three, four five sides, I guess. Um, it was just kind of, I, I will say this is probably from being, you know, shoved in a bag with a bunch of other weed specimens to examine. Um, this bag did not do much in the way of protecting the integrity, like the shape of the bud. Um, but you know, that doesn't have anything to do with the smokability of the bud. That's just aesthetic reasons. Um, oh. and I think aesthetically this bag showed off the weed pretty well. It's just, you know, a little, like a bag you would get like buttons in for, for your, for your, uh, shirt, like extras and whatnot, just sewed okay. in on the inside. Um, it's very palmable. You could definitely pass this to someone in like a handshake. Um, it's perfect for, you know, I wouldn't say tucking inside your shoe because I do live in a legal state now. Um, but it's just, it's very portable. The sticker on the front, uh, gives us. Uh, the name of the company, um, I think, uh, it says it says two different names on here. I'm not quite sure which is the company, and like maybe one is the dispensary. Um, that in the future would be a little more helpful if I could figure out which was which. I'm sure if I did a cursory Google, I could figure it out. But um, I don't know. I was in a rush earlier, so I I, I wrote that down as like a, a slight negative. Um, again, I got this from Wicked Good Fire and or Northeast Growing Company. Um, I think it's a good stocking stuffer. If I hadn't agreed to smoke this um, and review it, I would have like last minute just slipping in someone's stocking. No one's going to be, a, you know, mad getting a nug on, you know, Xmas. Um, yeah, so this had a mild smell and many hairs coming off of it. Um, not the, not the, like the, the brown hairs that are kind of useless, like the ones that are like trichomes and whatnot. And some of them even had like that little pinhead on top, um, which I've been told to take as a good sign uh let's see yeah I was it was I was a little uh grumpy that I, I squished it at some point but that's probably more on me if I had been you know careful this nug would have probably been perfectly intact um looking under a loop it was delightfully purple it was a very craggly weed um it like looking at this weed it really reminded me that weed is a flower and it's meant to have a smell and to attract people and have beautiful colors and this one had some lovely purple um it was almost more purple than green which was was delightful um upon smoking it uh and vaping it a little bit actually uh it was grapey um and had kind of a lemon rind uh like taste and smell 
Um, and on the exhale, there was a little bit of a burnt popcorn flavor, um, but I think that was primarily due to the fact that I roasted the shit out of it on accident uh, when I was just trying to vape it. So yeah, um, this is this is a solid weed, blue cookies. Uh, well, perhaps not the most, you know what, I'll take it back. If I saw blue cookies on a table out of like a bunch of other cookies, those would be the cookies I'd try first. Why are they blue? Who knows? Would you eat blue cookies, Lucia? Would I eat them? Yeah, would you? No, no, no. Like a blue cookie in general, not this, not this strain. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, wait. <laughs> We're talking <laughs> edibles. That's a, oh, that'd be a whole different show. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I would, I would take a, I would take a taste. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if, if, if it's like chocolate flavored blue cookies, that would be even better. Blue foods are just superior to regularly colored foods. They think, are. think about what foods are naturally blue. I don't even think you can say blueberry because those are, you know, a couple different More colors. Like They're purple. purple. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I can think of any naturally blue foods. So you know what? Blue cookies. If I if I saw you, your your manifestation in real life, I would definitely go for you first. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Yeah. Alrighty. So moving on to blowing smoke, the interview portion. What was your first experience with weed? Um, my first experience uh, was definitely a peer pressure experience in high school, hanging out with some friends. Um, not really much to do. I grew up in a small town um, in Maryland. And, um, you know, we, we hit, hit the walk, headed by the lake and hit smokes my first, uh, my first joint with them. And um, it was, it was an interesting experience. I kind of felt like I was in a movie. Um, I went to sleep to try to kind of like stop being high uh, because it was just different. Um, And then I woke up and I was still high. So I was like, okay, (laughs) this is a thing. Um, And, you know, honestly, after that, I I, I didn't really smoke a lot. Um, It was just more on a social basis. Um, I never really became a regular smoker until, um, you know, like I said, early adulthood when the adulting started to happen. Mm-hmm. Why? So did you deal with it to pick up, or sorry, did you pick it up to deal with stress or just other people were getting into it? Um. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess more in my adult life when I had kind of could, was was more in charge of, of my, my smoking in terms of uh, acquiring it and things. Yeah, it was definitely for stress, anxiety, mm-hmm. which is, right. uh, yeah. Do you have a preference for how you enjoy your marijuana or sorry, your cannabis? Yes. I like to smoke a joint. Um, I'm a big, I love the process of rolling. Um, I will hit, you know, out of a bong or something like that every now and then, but like the, the whole act the ritual of rolling up what you're about to smoke is, is a big thing for me. Part of the process. I agree with you. I think, you know, one of the fond memories of you know hanging outside you know circle of people you know in the woods desperately trying to roll a joint on a windy day I think that's I don't know I think it makes me feel closer to nature when there's like you know like I can light it on fire and then it's gone you know like there's no no but it's not between me and glass it's just me and probably a tobacco leaf or you know a piece of paper Mm -hmm. yeah so I I agree with you on the ritual of things Have you experimented with edibles and other kinds of uh, like concentrates? 
Oh, yes. Uh, when weed um, officially came illegal in D.C. in like 2015, um, part of the law is, you know, we are a recreational state without sales. So you um, can share, but you cannot sell to, to uh, other individuals. Um, so there was a lot of sharing going on, a lot of sharing of, of, of edibles and um, a lot of sharing of, of wax and concentrates, dabs all of that, all of that good stuff. So I, I definitely had a good amount of that between like two to three year span. Um, but after it's all said and done, I'm, I'm, I prefer to smoke out of my joints above yeah. everything else. Alrighty, interesting. So on the topic of, oh man, I'm always trying to find like a clever segue between one topic to another because I know we need to get better at them, um, but um, so, oh, man, I can't even, uh, I'll, I'll give up on that segue. Um, we're going to talk about art now. Um, for the past couple episodes, I'm sure people have noticed. Um, I think this episode is probably going to come out mid to late January. Um, but uh, for the last couple episodes, I've been doing research for the magazine I write for, Cannabis Connections of Maine, um, into, you know, artists and how they incorporate cannabis into their work. So that's what we're going to talk about now. Um, so, uh, a little background on you as an artist. How did you get into doing um, your preferred form of art? Um, it was a really time. I had time um, on my hands and I really was kind of looking to um, create a create something that kind of helped really spark the conversation around, you know, cannabis legalization. Um, particularly when it comes to home grow rights. Um, so that was just the, the time and, and the tools pretty much is what got me into um, this space. I've always been um, a creative person, um, you know, I've always kind of worked or dealt in creative spaces. Um, so it's, it kind of, that's something that actually, actually comes um, to me. Um, but, you know, particularly with this, this, uh, project um, was really just kind of like trying to give homegrow a voice um, outside of what people would stereotypically think it is. Mm -hmm. Would you like to tell us more about Canneration? Sure, yeah. Is? So Canneration is um, a homegrown creation. Um, it's used to spark the conversation around homegrown legalization using home decor. Um, and we hand decorate all of our items using real cannabis leaves from um, home growers. Um, right now we're, we've gotten leaves from home growers in the um, DC and actually the Massachusetts market. Um, and we really um, are top sellers are our glassware. Um, so we have our um, wine glasses, our shot glasses, and our champagne flutes for celebratory uh, style events like weddings or dinner parties. Um, we also have our resin line where we have trays um, and ashtrays or anything that can kind of be used in, a, uh, in your process. And uh, we are coming out with all different types of uh, uh, newer products, like our picture frames is something that we're definitely working on to come out with. But our signature is our real leaves that we use to, de to decorate um, and our home decor with. Do you focus primarily in glasses? So you mentioned picture frames. Are there any other uh, areas of the home that you'd like to incorporate cannabis into? 
Um, you know, actually, you know, we want to do everything, you know, for anything from a, from a clock to a, a fish container, a TV stand, like, you know, we really do want to get, um, uh, encompass everything. Either we started with the glassware because of the fact that, you know, a lot of people attend, um, these events, networking events and other things, um, especially around cannabis and even outside of cannabis, you know, we don't really talk a lot about the agriculture or where our food and products come from. Um, so that was kind of like the easiest way to kind of like introduce them into the market to kind of, to, to versus, to fulfill its its mission was to spark the conversation. Um, so that that's a kind of like the easiest way to get that conversation piece going. Um, the other things are, the other products that we are coming out with is really just mainly based, mainly based off of like people's feedback. Um, we love to hear people's feedback on and learning more ways that we can incorporate our designs into people's everyday lives um, and really kind of help decrease that that negative stigma associated with with cannabis like a cannabis leaf is just as beautiful as a maple leaf as a you know a sunflower petal or rose petal um you know really really trying to just normalize it so what that's where really we kind of come up with our newer different ideas is more kind of a feedback and then trying things out to see how they work because the real leaves don't necessarily go on everything um yeah Oh, so do you do you always use real leaves or do you ever like paint them or, or use something else that might hold up? I'm, I'm really curious to see, do you treat your leaves any special way before you incorporate them? Um, just, um, just pressing them to, to dry them. Um, they, it is a real leaf. So in some instances, they may fade over time. I've had pieces that don't fade at all. I have some that, that do, um, but that's part of the art. You know, and that's why we are we are functional art pieces more than we are um, just a piece, you know, just the glass um, with a design on it. Um, and that is also kind of like the process, you know, things, everything has its process and it's 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 span lifespan and things change and things evolve. And I think that that's that's the unique part about what we do um, and the way we do design it, like on the uh, some of the uh, like the we have a coffee mug line um, and we are very selective with the color of the mugs that we choose so that when and if the leaf does fade on you it still brings out the beauty in the the art piece wow I think that's something that more people should consider um, I know of like I'm not going to pronounce this correctly but kintsugi I believe is like the art of repairing something that's broken with gold um, and I think mm -hmm. more people should consider the inevitability of aging and breaking, uh, mm -hmm. especially like I think I've seen mugs online that have uh, like some of the some of the mug like on the inside is covered in um, like non-porous material and others are it's just the ceramic. So like the tea or coffee that you're drinking out of will dye that part of the cup first oh, um, and, cool. you know, leave a little design. So I think I don't know, I that's think awesome. planning on you know, the colors, I think that's really thinking ahead. And I don't know, I don't know if anyone else is doing it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you know, it, we and I think that's what we try to stick true to is the fact that it's art first before it's, you know, like I said, before the glassware or, or anything that you um, may want to use it for its function. Um, so seeing that beauty in that and understanding, you know, the, not everything is has that level of perfection that we see it to be initially. 
I agree. I think the big thing, like I'm, I'm learning how to do watercolors again um, properly this time at a, like the adult education center in the town where I live. And one of the big things about art is accepting that mistakes are like, they're going to happen and you have to be okay with them. Otherwise you can't move on, especially in watercolors. Like, uh, man, if you try to fix something after the paint's already dried, it's just, it, it becomes impossible and you make a bigger mess than when you started. Um, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like your your products would age pretty gracefully. Uh, is there any like special care required in cleaning them? Yes, um, you do need to make sure if you're using um, any of the particularly the glassware um, that you're hand washing them, um, not using anything like abrasive, like a, a scrub or a brush on the outside, and not soaking the outside. Um, and we also found that if you leave it direct sunlight um, that would definitely um, trigger the leaf to turn um, quicker um, so if you're definitely looking to keep it nice and green keeping it out of direct sunlight um, and out of um, very hot places would definitely definitely helps see that seems what you just said to be true of most glassware you generally don't want to leave it anywhere hot or directly in the sun um, mm -hmm. so I mean that doesn't seem too hard no, no, very, uh, very low maintenance. All right. So you said you'd be interested in incorporating cannabis into more uh, areas of the home. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw some areas of the home at you and, and see what you come up with. Unless you don't want to, because I don't want to put you on the spot. No, no, this is, this will be good for me. Get my um, creative juices flowing, see what we can come up with next. All right. So the one that I've been thinking about the most is how would you incorporate cannabis into the bathroom? Oh, well, you know, the toilet paper is, is a big thing. Um, <laughs> that is huge. And you know, that's, when you're in the bathroom, that's the, that's the one thing at least everybody touches when they go in there. So I would definitely do some toilet paper um, and soap, hand towels, things like that. Definitely the containers that will hold your soap. I think that would be um, something really good and a nice tray to go in there for like your jewelry um, and things like that. Okay. All right. I can, I can dig it. All right. Uh, the front porch. Well, depending where you're at, I'd like a real plant out there. That would be really nice. Mm -hmm. um, but um, not in the pot, um, your flower pots mm -hmm. um, or a wreath. Um, that would be really, yeah. really, 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 a wreath. Wow. Yeah, I think that'd um, be really cool this time of year. I mean, maybe you can get that together in time for next year. I'd re be really curious how how you could do like a cannabis wreath. I imagine you couldn't do it with just cannabis leaves. You'd probably have to do like like pine and stuff, like actual. Yeah, there. If they're yeah, if you're using real products, yeah, I did. There, there is a company though that like uses. I mean, actually, there are lots of companies that 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 the companies that do this. But I saw one particular on um, Facebook that um, did the uh, silk leaves. The, so there, yeah, and they had them all like the cannabis wreaths, and they had all the the just the um, garlands and all sorts of type of like Christmas decorations using the. Um, that which I thought was pretty cool but we also like to um are kind of like designing for um a more high-end clientele because we find like those are the areas where people are more like hush hush about you know their consumption and you know they don't it's not something that um 
is really, um, it's, it's something that is kind of maybe found upon in that, in that level of um, society. Um, so we do definitely use a lot of, um, the glass is really kind of the signature in, in kind of putting us in that category. Um, <clears throat> and so we do are kind of like not really wanting to go a little bit overboard with the use of the leaf, but really incorporating it into things. Um, so it's a little bit more uh, kind subtle. of subtle, but yeah. All right. Um, the last one, I've been trying to think of one that could really stump you. Um, and it was between a pool, but I've, I've, I've chosen the one I'm going to throw at you next is a garage. How would you, like, in, like an indoor garage area, how would you incorporate cannabis into like a piece for that space? Um, I would do like a, a mural. A mural. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be really, really dope way to <laughs> add some life to the space. Because we do, we forget about those spaces and not real. we don't put as much love or focus unless we're using it for something, you know, particular. But I feel like a, more, a mural would be, would have had a nice touch. Yeah, I agree. Mm, you know and like you can't always incorporate like you know live leaves it's a lovely touch but you know sometimes you really want something to stick around and I think a mural in a garage somewhere hell man if like I found out one of my friends had one of those I'd say that's the smoking spot from now on we just hang out <laughs> staring at that mural in the garage yeah absolutely that would be dope yeah we are looking to kind of step away from that um by using our logo and certain things and just kind of branding that and making that kind of like when you see, you know, this logo, you definitely think of Canerations. Um, uh, we're talking about partnering with other artists to like maybe, you know, kind of help us really create that signature design. So where if, we, if there are pieces that we can't use a live leaf or, you know, we don't, we have too much in production where a live leaf, where a live leaf um, wouldn't really make sense mm -hmm. um, to have kind of like a, a signature uh, drawing or, or piece of, yeah, work. no, I get what you're saying. Are there any pieces that you love? So when it comes to the glass making, do you have a hand in that process or like the application of the leaves or the Swarovski crystals? Crystals, pardon yeah, me. Yeah, I, I, so yeah, I'm more on the application side. Um, the, I, I know people, a lot of you, I get that a lot. Like, oh, do you blow the glass too? And I'm like, that would be cool. I was actually watching the show on Netflix. They have one of those out now. Is it blown away? Yes. I fucking love Blown Away. Oh, I'm so excited you brought that up. Cause I'm going to, oh my gosh, it's so good. And I'm like, I, and I've actually seen live glass blowing them in the Renaissance Festival. This was like as a child growing up. And I was like, that is, it's scary. It's dangerous. It, I mean, it looks dangerous and fun mm -hmm. all at the same time. Um, but no, unfortunately, we, we do not make the, the glass for itself. Uh, we do, you know, decorate it. I do source all the leaves and, um, you know, any of the designs that go on it. That's why I kind of, you know, push that title as a creative director because right now I'm, I'm the main one in charge of my, my design. Very cool. Are there any pieces you'd like to put a spotlight on? Like something you're especially, you know, proud of or a strong memory or a commission that was interesting? Um, you know, the can I have a shot is our um, top selling item. Um, it's a three ounce um, 
a three fluid ounce uh, kind of a shot glass. Um, and, you know, people really love that item. And I can see why, because it's very versatile and it's smaller. So you can kind of move around with it a little bit easier. Um, but it also makes the perfect gift. Um, so, and we also are able to um, do some um, personalization in, on that. So like, you know, we have people that have used them for um, party favors, uh, wedding favors. Um, so, you know, to really kind of like commemorate like the day and the people that they're able to share their love um, of life and cannabis with. So I would definitely highly recommend if you are going on the site to get something, check out uh, the Can I Have a Shot. Very cool. And with the holidays coming up, I mean, it's probably better to buy from a small business than Walmart, like, right? Like, you know, small business owners, you're just going to put it back in the community. Walmart's going to hoard on it, hoard it and going to sit on it and make sure no one else gets a slice. So yeah, this yeah. holidays, I recommend from shopping from, you know, local artists, small artists, uh, you know, people that are going to, you're going to make their Christmas and they're going to make your Christmas. Absolutely. All right. Definitely. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we go? Um, yeah, we you know because our mission is about home grow, you know, it's really important that people support um, their local cannabis laws, um, local cannabis advocacy groups, um, even if you have a certain level of legalization in your state, because it's not federally legal, you know, um, we don't, we, it's not really a free plan. So, um, and the ultimate um, safe access is to giving people at least the opportunity or the option to grow their own. So just want to leave that with everybody to please um, consider that. Um, and if you're not already active in any form of advocacy in your area, um, please consider making a donation or donating your time and volunteering mm -hmm. to help those efforts. I think that's a pretty solid note to end on something that I also agree with. Um, where would you like people to find you? Um, we are online um, at www.canneration.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just add an S on the end, Canerations. Um, And we are also doing our available, um, if you're in the local market, we're at Peak Relief Dispensary in Maryland. And also um, DC's um, full, all-inclusive bed and breakfast Um can of Cape Cod in North Carolina. Cape Northeast. Cod, amazing. Yeah. One of my favorite things about the cannabis community is just how many puns you can make with things related to <laughs> weed. Yes. One of these days, I think I'm going to have like a potluck episode, maybe with edibles, like everyone brings a different edible they made. I'm going to write that down actually, so I don't forget. Edible potluck. Yeah, I got to find something special to do for episode uh, 20 of season four, which we're in right now. This is probably going to be probably episode 14 or 15. So ooh, I got I to gotta get thinking on things. Um, Alrighty, I'm going to say that is all the time we have. Thank you for listening. Our theme music is The Irish Washerwoman, as arranged by Maylee Charles. You can find Pot Lucky on Apple Music, Google Music, and Spotify. We also have an Instagram page. Feel free to post pictures of your smoking materials and art stuff and tag me in them at Pot Lucky Podcast. Like what we do and want to see us grow? Consider supporting us on anchor.fm. You'll hear from us next week. Let's say goodbye, Lucia. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.